things that bump in the night. Things that creep us out. Voices from another realm. The figures that move out of the corner of your eye. That odd light in the sky. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of It Came From Amity. We're here in the studio today, and uh, we're going to be talking about what? Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. And we've uh, talked about, I think we've hinted on them before, when we did like the cryptid list uh, a few months back, we talked very, very briefly about skinwalkers. If you could give me a sentence of what they are. They're supposed to be these like pale creatures and... They can mimic voices and sounds like, uh, like a Wendigo similar. Yeah. Yeah. There was, uh, I was listening to a podcast here. I don't know, probably about six months ago. I think it was. And this woman was hiking through air. Uh, yeah, there was, I think it was in Arizona. She was kind of like in those like mountain ranges there. And she was on this really brushy trail by herself. Uh-huh. And she hears this voice coming like just off the trail like in the brush and it's she said it sounded just like her mother and it was calling her name that's creepy and she sounded very believable um and she said if if she hadn't known better she would have swore that it was her mother but she had known um because i guess she's born and raised in arizona and uh, she's part native and part Hispanic and part white and whatever else. And she had grown up on the legends of the skinwalkers and had heard that they can mimic voices and, uh, you know, and stuff. And they it's will creepy. try to talk to you. Um, have you seen that movie Annihilation with Natalie Portman? No. There's a really creepy part where there's like this bear. It's like radioactive, weird bear. And it mimics human cries. Oh, no. It's weird. It's really chilling, dude. That that movie's awesome. I've checked that yeah. out just because of that. It's creepy. But uh, yeah, this it woman reminds me of that. That's what she said. She said that she heard her mother call her her name, but she's like, I know it wasn't her because I came out here to the trail, but which apparently she used to do all the time, and then after that, she vowed she would never go. By it's similar again. to Wendigos then, because they will mimic you to get you to come out alone in the forest, and then they'll kill you. Right. That's exactly right. Help, help. And then you run out there, and then they kill you. And this and this wasn't any different. So, <clears throat> uh, like I said, we talked about Wendigos a little bit. Um, so we're going to kind of dive into them a little bit more to kind of, so everybody can understand exactly Skin what walkers, they are. you mean? what I say? Wendigo. Oh, yeah, sorry. I put the thought in your head. Yeah, I th- yeah. My so are they like, thought to be aliens then? Just... Um, the way it's defined, <clears throat> excuse me, is in Navajo culture, a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. Huh. And the term is never used for healers. The Navajo term is actually, and I'm going to 
try not to butcher this, uh, is Yi Naldolushi. Sounds like an Italian guy from like the Godfather movies yeah, or I'm, something. I'm sure that I'm not pronouncing that right. Yo, Yi Naldolushi. Yi, it's yeah, Yi Naldolushi. Or now Delushi? Is it anald? Uh, I mean, it's Navajo, so, I mean, I know I yeah. butchered it. Um, so, in Navajo, that translates to, by means of it, it goes on all fours. Okay. Um, so, it is, per the, the source material, it says that, while perhaps it is the most common variety seen in horror fiction by non-Navajo people, the Skinwalker is one of several varieties of, uh, or this variety, uh, the Yi Nadalushi, is one of the several varieties of Skinwalkers in Navajo culture. Specifically, they are a type of, here's another one, Antigelini. The legend of the Skinwalker is not well understood outside of Navajo culture, mostly due to reluctance to discuss the subject with outsiders. Traditional Navajo people are reluctant to reveal skinwalker lore to non-Navajos or discuss it at all among those they do not trust. So it's like an inside secret. Kind of. Now, um, I've seen, like, fan fiction stuff and, like, uh, fan-created short videos of, like, people getting attacked by skinwalkers mm. or being, or, and, and stuff. And, that, and just those little fan-made videos are terrifying. Um, you know what's terrifying? Your eye is beat red right now. Oh yeah, it's irritated. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. I think I got something in it when I was walking inside. Yeah, it's like it looks like you're popped a blood vessel or something. Yeah, it. I could feel it itching. I probably caught something when I was inside. Something got in it, but I got vaccine at home. So when I get done, get home, yeah. I'll drop some drops in there. Um, so Navajo witches, including skinwalkers, represent the antithesis of Navajo cultural values. While community healers or cultural workers are known as medicine men and women, or by other positive nurturing terms in the local Dr. indigenous Quinn, language. Medicine Ooh, woman. Dr. Quinn. Had to say it. I vaguely remember that show. That show is so boring. And then there was like that guy that she was like the love interest and he was like a frontiersman or he was like part native or something. He was weird. It was basically just a soap opera for Westerns. It really was. That's all it was. Yeah. That sounds, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. That came on prime time. Mm-hmm. Um, witches are seen as evil performing twisted ceremonies and manipulating magic and a perversion of the good works medicine people traditionally perform in order to practice their good works. Traditionally healers learn about both good and evil magic. And most can handle the responsibility, but some people can become corrupt and choose to become witches. So there's Wiccans, and then there's witches, right? And then there's good witches and bad witches. Just like the Wizard of Oz. And then Wiccans are people who believe in, like Indians, right? Like Native Americans who live off the land and believe in spirits and work their magic for that. Right. But they use it in a way to benefit themselves through nature, right? Right. It's not, they're not harming anyone. And then the witches, like the bad witches are putting spells on people and curses and right. selfish reasons for magic, right? Right. Yeah, it's almost like... Um, I might have just botched that. I don't know anything about it. It Basically, by like the excerpt we just read here, is that basically, if you think of it, like if you're a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. it's the light side and the dark side. Yeah. So the light side are the healers. They're the ones trying to help people. They're the ones... Um, Which you know, doctors? Which, uh, yeah, 
kind of, but they weren't, they didn't call them white witch doctors because in Navajo culture, a witch is a bad thing. Okay. So, you know, they call you, them healers, healers or medicine men, shamans, but never ever were they called witches because in, uh, at least their translation of witch, because that was a, that was a bad thing. But they all pulled from the same energy. Sort of. That just, same kind of magic. Ex- yeah, except the witches used um, their magic in a corrupted way. Like the Force. Exactly. It's exactly like the Force. Dude. Exactly. Um, I was trying to figure... Okay. So, uh, so in Navajo lore, coyotes are typically tied to skinwalkers because uh, there's Coyotes animals. suck anyway. Um, but it can you sometimes? Uh, but other creatures like, can also be associated with death and bad omens, and they can even these skinwalkers can even possess living animals or people, and walk around in their bodies, which is where we get the term the skinwalker. And skinwalkers can be male or female. Um, <clears throat> so the Navajos, of course, they, um, they used, um, the tales. They would tell the stories of skinwalkers to their kids, almost as a cautionary tale mm-hmm. of what can happen if you're not careful of, uh, what can happen if you choose to feed into, uh, the dark side of, uh, Navajo magic and, um, what can happen if you're just, not a good person within the Navajo culture and their community. Um, <clears throat> but when we think skinwalk, I think sometimes in the non-indigenous way, because I've seen people confuse skinwalkers and um, the Wendigo. Or shapeshifters. Like, or even like skinwalkers and Goatman. I, mean, I guess technically skinwalkers would be shapeshifters, wouldn't they? Uh, well, they can be. I mean, if you, because they, well, they say that skinwalkers can possess animals or other people. So I don't necessarily think they're shapeshifting. They're take, they're possessing another living entity. What is the, what is the whole end game for skinwalkers though? Like, what do they want? Why do they do that? Well, <clears throat> Casey's on the struggle bus today, guys. Yeah, I am. I've had a dark call for like a week. Um, the end game really, is, I, think, I think from based on what I've read, is it's just that evil, I want to do stuff to torment people. I want to do stuff to exact my, or inflict my evil will on someone else. See, that's what's weird. Like, most forms of evil are evil because they have an end goal. Right. I want your money. I want your food. I want your wife. Right? So I'm going to torture you or kill you using magic. But when there's no goal, when there's no I want, it's like, what's the, what are you doing this for? Just, just to be evil? Like, that's just how you are? You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, because every villain wants something, right? Well, to to well, I mean, in cinema we get that, but I mean, when you look at even in real life, though, all bad guys want something, right? True, but when you look at evil spirits, uh-huh. typically 
the goal is torment. Like when you look at, okay, so let's say like you're a ghost hunter and you go to an abandoned asylum and you run into an evil entity there or just an overall malevolent spirit, right? I mean, their goal is torment. So they want to scare you. They want to scare right. you. They want to hurt you for no other purpose other than their, they can. Right. And I think when you look at the, the paranormal, that's the ultimate goal. Um, is but if these are, these are humans, right? Witches. Right. So they're not spirits, right? So there has to be some kind of selfish motivation there to they're, do what they're doing. I mean, it could be. I mean, it could be revenge because, yeah. I mean, they've allowed bad magic to corrupt them. So it could be revenge. It could be just Maybe they're hatred cursed to do cursed. that forever. It could be, I mean, because we, like, when the Wendigo, we know that the Wendigo is because of its, it's a corruption usually due to uh, some perversion of, I think, like, was the common lore says that if they've committed, like, cannibalism, Right. Yeah, because they turn into almost beasts mm-hmm. with no thoughts. They're almost like zombies. Right. Right. Smart so zombies. With with the skinwalker, it's it's a different it's the same cautionary tale, just a different cultural spin. So instead of okay, he's a cannibal and he ate somebody, murdered and ate someone, and now he's this evil spirit. Almost like when um in Harry Potter, okay, so the mm. same type of thing where you drank the blood of a unicorn, so now you're this you know, half person. It's where like Palpatine went so dark and did so many bad things that he could never be light again. Right. Essentially. Like he, it, it consumed him. Right. Right. Yeah. That's why he was telling Darth Vader, you know, do bad, do bad, kill him, do this, do that. Cause he wanted him to turn out that way, but well, Darth yeah, I mean, Vader still had life or good in him. Well, yeah. I mean, Vader still had some good in, Palpatine was back to Star Wars. Yeah, we can, (laughs) we can. It's the type of nerds we are, and we know, like, okay, and and I'm going to go on that tangent even a little further because we know Palpatine had no light left. Exactly, Palpatine was the pure embodiment of corrupted evil. He was literally bad to the bone. And what's funny, okay, and again on this tangent, if you look at like say what was the expanded universe, which was now Legends, right? Mm. Palpatine was really nothing more than just the worst politician you could possibly think of. Because all those like Darth Lords, those dark mm-hmm. Sith Lords that came, were actually super, super powerful in the Force. He wasn't. No, he just had influence. Yeah, he had influence and knew how to work the political scheme. Where his predecessors, um, what was there was one dark, there was one Sith Lord that literally could not die unless he willed himself to die. Mm-hmm. That's how much force control he had. Palpatine just gets thrown down a freaking. Uh, Palpatine literally helped basically. Yeah, Palpatine basically creates a war and plays both sides of it. So no matter what happens, he's still the winner and still takes control of the galaxy. So influence. Yeah, so he used. Politics. He's the original YouTube influencer, Palpatine. <laughs> Check out my channel, Palpatine, Emperor Palp. Palpatino. Palp. Palp fiction. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. So, with I think with, with I think when we talk about Wendigos and Skinwalkers, and we could kind of do this 
uh, interchangeably is that there's a corruption of the spirit, whether that be external or internal. With with this Navajo legend, we get it from it's internal with his own spirit, it's not like, from an external. It's kind of like as a human, you do something bad, you're not a bad person. Like good people do bad things. Right. But at a certain point, you're so corrupted that all you do is bad, then you become a bad person. Right. That's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And once you're a bad person, it's hard to get out of that. And I think that's why when I said earlier that the Navajo used to, or, and, pos- and probably still do, tell the tale of the Wendigo, or not Wendigo, but the um, I think that's the third time I've done that, uh, skinwalkers to their kids mm-hmm. serves as a cautionary tale that if you allow this yeah. to corrupt you, Maybe that's all it is as a cautionary tale. It could be. I mean, we, I mean, it, you better be good or you'll turn into a skinwalker. And there's, and that's, I think that's a very con, and I, and I, and I resist to say the word trope because I just don't, uh, it seems disrespectful, but, but there's a very common theme in that, in, in Native American culture. Um, there was a, well, it's like Wendigos. It's like, don't go in the woods alone. Yeah. They'll kill you. Yeah. It's like cautionary tale, right? And, and well, there was, um, was it lore? I think I was listening to Might last night. It, it sounds was e- like a lore thing. It was either lore or something else, and they were talking about. Oh no, it wasn't lore. It was um, haunted places, hmm. and the they were and they they have like historical things that happen, but then they do fictional stories to tie into the greater thing. And there was a woman who was a uh, chief of this uh, Indian tribe up in Mackinac Island there in Michigan, right? And she was telling her grandchildren uh, a story about these spirits in the woods. And, of course, she deeply believed that they were just a part of her tribal tradition, not really that they were real, but it was just, you know... Folklore. Folklore. And But then her daughter, one of her grandkids, comes up and says, you know, uh, mammal or whatever... Um, you know, what does this spirit look like? And she's like, you know, I'll humor her because she is so young. And and and, and then starts to describe it. And she goes, oh, well, I saw one of them down by the creek. So she leads the grandmother down, the Indian chief. She leads the grandmother down. The little girl does, which the grandmother is the chief. And there she walks into the woods. And then she says that she feels this warmth. And she sees this light, and then she left some tobacco leaves. And then when she did, she had these visions of stuff that once was and stuff that will be and, you know, good and the bad and everything in between. And she realized that everything, these stories that she's been telling her kids and grandkids all these years was actually real. So, and now the woman actually did exist, but the story itself obviously fictionalized. But it's this common thing where in Native American culture, regardless of tribe or clan or, or uh, you know, their confederacy or their Indian nations or whatever it is, you know, Iroquois, whatever, mm-hmm. is there's always this tradition of spiritual good and spiritual evil. And that you as the individual get, as you choose your path through life, you choose which side of that you get to be on. Yeah. That you, you, it's a religion, but it's not a religion. Right. It's almost like a code of ethics, mm-hmm. right? 
But if it was a religion, it's a religion that goes back older than any religion we could possibly think of, right? Well, I mean, it goes back, I mean... I mean, mean, the natives are ancient. Right, and I I mean, in almost every culture believes in some form of, um, you know, supernatural God or, you know, good, you know, real or imagined. And the natives are no, no different. And they have their gods and they have their spirits. And So simply put, their religion is just try to be a good person, give back to the land, don't take more than you need, and be good to each other. And, you right? know, well, I mean, and there's also the things you got to do to appease your your spirits or right. your gods. So, that, that, I mean, so their practices are no different. But it it does come down to... I think when it, when you're doing the skinwalker is that it's that typical almost cinematic cautionary tale of be careful of the decisions that you make and the choices yeah. you make because if you allow you know your selfishness if you allow your greed you allow your you know these darker things to influence you continuously yeah. and become you, then you become corrupted. Yeah. And in the case of the Skinwalker, which is a, a witch, so someone who's used that Navajo magic only to benefit them. Because it's like, it's hard to do a bad thing once, but the more, if you do it once, it becomes easier to do it again. Right. And then be, doing bad things becomes easier and easier right. to the point where you're desensitized you have no morals, and then it just becomes something you do. Like, yeah. I've met people before, I'm not going to say any names, but who, they just lie mm-hmm. with no reason. Right. I have a hard time telling a lie, you know, looking at somebody and telling them a lie, but some people can just look straight at you and tell, and you're like, dude, I know you're lying. Right. Oh, yeah. But it's like, why did you lie? I don't know. It just, I just did it. I mean, you know? yeah, I mean, because it's one thing to tell a fish tale. Yeah, you know, like exaggerate. You know, and you exaggerate your catch, and you know, just any tale where you kind of just exaggerate, versus someone who just habitually lies right. for the sake of because they can. Yep, and or that's just they're used to it. They're used to that, right. right? That behavior, and that's what the I think what I think what happens with these people who have become skinwalkers is they've become corrupted because now they use that magic to serve their purposes only. Yeah. So they're not helping their community. They're not helping their tribe. They're not helping anybody but themselves. And I think that's ultimately the end game. Selfishness. Selfishness. Yeah. Self-serving. Yeah. And I think that answers the question is when we dive into it and we really examine it and you boil it all down is just self-servitude. Yeah. Ultimate selfishness. And then it becomes corrupted because selfishness is very corrupting. Because once you 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 get into the mindset that I'm the only one here that matters and Yeah, because it, it's yeah. ego. Everything is meant meant to serve me, even if it hurts somebody else. Yeah. That's what it is. And it's all ego. I mean, there's people in every community I mean, we still have people in every community that do that. Yeah. I mean, we're all like that every mm-hmm. once in a while. Yeah. Every person has bits or and, and, and streaks of selfishness. Every I mean right. it's only human. Yeah. But when you allow that to control you. Every human has like built in good and bad qualities, right? Right. And you just have to allow the good qualities to outweigh the bad. 
instead of the other way around. Right. Right. And it reminds me of a story, and I think we've all seen it or heard it. And um, it's a it's a good story, but there was a an elderly Native American grandfather talking to his grandson, and uh, he was talking about how inside every person is a good wolf and an evil wolf, and they're constantly battling it out. Mm. Wasn't that Pocahontas? Uh, I don't know, but the grand but the at the end of the story the um, mm. the young. Uh, uh, grandson asks his grandfather, well, which wolf wins? And the elderly grandfather says, the one that you feed. I remember seeing that in like a cartoon or Mm -hmm. something at some point. And it's a very, you know, not famous, but it's a, what do you call it? Like a proverb, right? right? Like it's told in Mm -hmm. many different forms, but... And I and that and that's kind of what we're looking at with the Skinwalker, or, and and even the Wendigo is the fact that someone has fed that that bad side enough, right? Or to that point and crossed that line, the humanity, and, and that's became it became its own thing. Mm-hmm. Unlike Wendigos, where they consume humanity and they become a monster. Yeah, because right? you have a person who murdered and ate somebody. Yeah. To become the Wendigo. Right. And then you have the skinwalker who uses Navajo magic and perverses it and twists it and, con- and allows it to consume them in a way that it completely transforms them. Yeah. And then they use that power to serve whatever purposes see fit for themselves. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think we can, even today, and of course... Every culture and religion has similar stories. I mean, the Bible's full of stories of, of, you know, or proverbs and and even instances in Old and New Testament where, um, where people serve themselves. Um, like, well, in New Testament, you had the rich man that came up to Jesus and was like, "I want to follow you." He said, "Well, you have to sell off everything. You got to give up all your, your wealth." And then the wealthy man. Turned and walked away. Saul, Saul served himself. Yep. Right. Right. So I mean, we have stories through. Or Job. Job is a good one. Show too. me. Prove to me. Yep. I want this, and it's like you're being selfish, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we see in both Old and New Testament and the Bible stories of selfishness and self servitude right. and, and greed and corruption. Uh, what can happen? Um, you know, we see that throughout, and most cultures and religions have similar tales because. We know, even with, without religion, and I mean, I'm a Christian. Yeah, you can still be a good person without religion, though. But we all know at the base that if we allow ourselves to just be self-consumed with ourselves mm-hmm. so much that we know that that person can be corrupted and that they do not treat anyone else in their community or even within their own household with any regard, right. that... At the end of the day, it becomes me, me, me. So basically, me. you're just talking about Casey Anthony. Well, that's it. yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, spoiled and bad all the time. That's, yeah, that's her. And and then, and then you know, then they have that decision like she had, mm-hmm. where she made that ultimate bad decision. Right. And she's and she didn't even think twice about it because she's so used to making those decisions. Yep. Yeah. And now, you know, the whole. The whole country still loathes her. I mean, yeah. I mean, just because you she's walk, never going to live a normal life now. No. So I mean, it's just like you know, 
you, you're going to be vilified because yeah. you've ultimately made so many bad decisions. You get to this apex moment, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Yep. And that and that is you can never come back from that because now you're always right. Now you're always the child killer from now on. Right. That's yep. all you're ever going to be. Yeah. So it's the same way with OJ. Mm-hmm. You, now you're the wife killer. No one ever looks at him different. You know, than that. I saw a video, and I know we're off on a tangent on this one. Kind of. It kind of relates to it, though. But I, there was an interesting theory that I heard about, and and I kind of all, and it almost makes sense that OJ's son was the one that committed the murders. I don't know. Because we just did an OJ episode on the '90s oh, yeah? podcast, and. So did you guys cover that one? We talked about conspiracies. I okay. believe we did. So yeah. you talk about the sun, yeah. and that's why maybe the glove didn't fit, and then O.J. Yeah. tried to cover it up, and that's why O.J. led him on, on the slow yeah. speed chase, so it gave the sun enough time to dispose of the evidence that would incriminate him. But O.J.'s blood was found there and in the, in the Jeep, so True. that's enough proof for me. You know, Why enough. didn't the glove fit? Well, I mean, he, maybe he wasn't wearing the glove. Maybe. You know? Maybe he brought the glove to the crime scene to throw him off. I think I do, and not to get, because we could even cover OJ just on, yeah, the tr- on our true crime aspect of this, but I think there's a lot more to that killing than what initially meets that. I personally uh, I'm bet. sure there is. But, I'm sure there is. But just like the OJ case, something happened, enough selfishness has happened to bring him to that apex Or moment. he just... Selfishness and also letting your anger and impulse control you. Right. Right. Yeah. That goes back to Star Wars too. Yes. But also, like, let the hate flow through you. Right. Mm-hmm. Let your anger control you. And that is a form of selfishness because you're thinking, as long as I feel better and release this anger, I don't care what happens to people around me. Right. And that's that's ultimate selfishness right mm-hmm. there. It is. You know. As long as you feel better, doesn't right. matter let the what anger pain. Out, screw everybody else. Right. And then that brings us right back to the skinwalker, yep. where you have someone that has, again, let enough, made a b- enough bad choices. Or even just said, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done with my tribe. I'm done with my people. Right. They're not, I want, I know that I can control this magic and use it the way that I want to do it to benefit me and my outcomes. Forget them. Mm-hmm. Forget that. Sick boy. They wouldn't let Forget me. that wounded warrior. I'm going to do me. And now they've corrupted themselves. It probably the started from somewhere, too. Like, maybe it was somebody who didn't contribute to society mm-hmm. and was once part of the crew. You know, and then they kicked him out and outcast him. So now he's in the woods. He tried, you know, he couldn't sneak in and steal food from them. So now he's bitter. Right. That could be it, too. Yeah, it could be. A per- I mean, because there's always, in, in, in any legend... Yeah, it's There's like Satan always, being outcast, right? right? He he didn't contribute to the heavens, so they kicked him out, right? Well, I mean, yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. And and I think... And... Oh, I would just watch that train of thought derail. Because, like, in, in heaven, your, your number one priority is to worship. Right. But by not worshiping or worshiping yourself, you're not contributing. Right. So, therefore, you're outcast. Right. It's the same thing with like a, na- a tribal nation. Mm-hmm. If you're not hunting and gathering, if you're not pulling your weight, if you're not doing, yeah, pulling your weight, you got to go, bud. Right? You know, typically, yeah, because I mean, and that's pretty much a death sentence. Like, go out there alone. Well, you're going to die. So, yeah. 
and that's and that could have happened. Then you have this guy that looks emaciated. He doesn't look right. Yeah, he's wearing these weird mangy furs. He's not sleeping because animals are preying on him. Yeah. So there was. Yeah. And that could come from. I mean, almost every legend has a seed of truth behind it. Yeah. When you when you dig at it, there's all. So it's very possible that some ancient man, you know, part of this tribe. Is what happened. He wasn't carrying his weight. Yep. He wasn't doing his part. He wasn't taking care of things. It might not be skinwalkers. It might be a skinwalker right. that originated with one guy, one story, and then all of a sudden it's a whole race of skinwalkers because mm-hmm. it's folklore, mm-hmm. right? So it does bring back, though, the whole where people have sighted skinwalkers mm-hmm. or they've heard skinwalkers. I don't take those into – I don't take too much uh, – you know what I mean? I don't put too much weight into those, though, because you can literally think you see anything. It's true. Your mind can... What is that called? What's that called when you think you see certain faces and, like, windows and stuff? You know what, I, you know what I'm talking about? It's a yes. term for it. Um, um, but, yeah, there's a scientific term. Yeah, we've discussed you this You can literally before. look at a window and see a face, and there's not a face there. But your mind tells you there is because right. you were thinking about it before. Well, and our brain is programmed... To pick out faces. Yeah. It's something flasia, isn't it? Something, something flasia. Uh, we've discussed it yeah. before. I know we have because we were talking about like pictures and stuff. Right. I, I can't remember off the top but of my head. But yeah, it's, it, that's why I don't take the sightings into 100% I consideration. Think, I think that there is something to them because, I mean, when you have generations of people saying they've seen something and they can describe yeah. it, but they didn't know what it was, and someone's like, oh, that sounds. Okay, just like your hat man experience. Right. You saw a hat man without ever knowing what a hat man was. You just had to bring him up, didn't you? I did. Gosh. Well, I mean, I think it makes for a I good debate piece. I thinking about him, and here you go, bringing <laughs> him up. So you have people that have walked trails. Oh, I, I'm sorry to interrupt you. See how the Ouija board is in that box there? Yeah. We, okay, folks, if you watch our video on uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Mm-hmm. You'll see a Ouija board in a box on our on our desk. A couple nights ago, last week, it was actually the night after you left. Mm-hmm. I was upstairs and I saw a shadow in here. So the next morning, I put the Ouija board in there and locked it up. <laughs> well, I mean, is, just in case. Well, I mean, isn't the Ouija it, they all still wrapped up in the cell? Still wrapped up in the cell fame, but I don't know. I saw a shadow that I couldn't explain. It freaked me out. I've locked it up, and I haven't seen it in five days. So, whatever. Well, I mean, it makes me feel better, dude. If it makes me feel better, well, I maybe, and I'll just I throw out a hypothesis on this right now is maybe it happens when I leave. It might. So when you see something tonight, yeah, you go. It's every Friday we do this podcast. It's got to right. be right. I don't know. I don't know what it was, because because we've one thing that we've talked about before. When we talked about uh, paranormal, as far as the ghostly and stuff like that, is you know, and it, it's a it's a term that Jim Harold coined. When you stare in the abyss, the abyss stares back. Yeah. And something else that he said, and I f- totally believe it's true that if if you're looking for it or you're discussing it, it makes you more susceptible. It makes you more. If you look at them, they can look back at you. It's almost like if you're paying attention, then all of a sudden you've got their attention. Well, there's one window here. Mm -hmm. At night, this place is blacker than black. Right. So there's no reason I should have saw a shadow. Right. 
I don't like it. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to do an EVP session one day. Maybe. We'll see if there's something in here playing around. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Anybody wants a Ouija board, it's yours. Oh, no. <laughs> now, I, I think that going back to the whole thing is like you have people that have described the, the skinwalker without knowing what the skinwalker was. Yeah. And they were able to describe the characteristics, a feature, what it did or whatever. And someone's like, that sounds just like a skinwalker. Right. And, um, and just like your situation with the hat man, you didn't know what a hat man was and you're sitting there telling me all about it off air. And I'm like, that's the hat man. Right. So it's like, I think that, no, I'm sure there are some people who knew what the skinwalker was. And like was. we talked about, sorry to come off topic again, but with the hat man, I was in a state of depression at that time. Mm -hmm. Lately, I've been stressed because of my work and everything right now. So that could be something just resurfacing, yeah. you know. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, and that's... Don't think about it. Don't look at it. That's right. You're like, I don't see it. He's hey, sir. There. Yeah, go ahead. Do what you're doing, sir. I'll mind my own business. We don't know what's going on. So you had said something earlier about if Skinwalker Ranch was tied to Skinwalkers, and we can discuss that. Yes. Skinwalker so, Ranch. So Skinwalker Ranch is also known, and this is pulled from River City Ghost oh. website. It's rivercityghost.com. So Skinwalker Ranch, also known as Sherman Ranch, is a business located around 512 acres southeast of Ballard, Utah. It is thought to be the site of countless paranormal incidents and UFO-related activities. The land, many, many believed, is cursed, perhaps even the inhabited of a skinwalker. Is that close to Area 51? Uh, in area, I think Area 51 is in Nevada. This right? is New Mexico? This is Utah. Oh, Utah. Okay. I mean, it's close enough. There's plenty of paranormal sightings in Utah, or alien sightings, right? True. Lots of There's desert in Utah. Now, something that Terry Sherman, uh, he's the owner that, uh, he, this is back in 1996. So Terry Sherman, he was the owner of the property, and he was walking his dogs one night when he came across a wolf. And the wolf was three times the size of a normal lupine with glowing red eyes and a mean streak, whatever that might mean. Terry shot the thing with a rifle at close range, like throwing pebbles at a Wolverine's at Wolverine skeleton. So apparently the bullets just bounced off, I guess. So on this on the property, they've had cattle mutilations, crop circles, UFO sightings, and this is at least happens once a week, where something strange happens on the ranch. The, Joe Rogan used to have a show. Joe Rogan explains everything, mm -hmm. and they went to Skinwalker Ranch. They weren't allowed to go in there though. Really? They showed up to the gate, and it's heavily secure, securitized oh. now. But yeah, cattle mutilations, huh? That yeah. sounds like an alien thing. Yeah, I just. Yeah, they said it. one of the cattle was found with a hole cutting into the center of its left eyeball. Another one had its rectum cut out. Oh. Then one day, seven cows just randomly disappeared. Sometimes, though, a predator will literally eat something from the anus, starting at the anus. Um, possums will do that. Yeah. Uh, the ranch was actually sold uh, in 1996 to a UFO fanatic and Las Vegas realtor named Robert Bigelow for $200,000. Uh, 
And he established a National Institute for uh, Discovery Science on the grounds and put up abundant surveillance on the property. He's made his money back by now. Yeah. That's a lot of land for 200000 And that was 1996 money, so yeah. it's worth a lot more And now. it's a tourist attraction and yeah. stuff. So he says that... Plus they've done TV shows there and stuff too. Yeah. So. He said, one day I take my truck up the road and as I start to get closer, I start to really get scared. Just this feeling it takes over. Then I hear this voice, as clear as you me talking right now, that says, stop, turn around. I lean out the window with my spotlight out and start searching around and nothing. Um, Thomas Winterton, Winterton, interviewed by Vice, he said that along with several employees was hospitalized after experiencing several severe skin inflammation and nausea while working on the ranch. To this day, there hasn't been a clear medical diagnosis for happening to them. Um, could be radiation poisoning, though. Could There's be. been a lot of bombs set off out there. Yeah. I mean, Utah, Nevada, Arizona, yeah. they're, they've been sites desert. for you know, nuclear testing and stuff oh, yeah. like that. So, Or it could be radiation poisoning from the sun. I mean, think about it. It's just pure sunlight all day. You so, know? do you think you can sca- do you think you can kill a skinwalker if you were to encounter one? Well, from what he's saying, no, with a gun at least. There is, they say, per the lore, only one real way to possibly kill a skinwalker. Uncurse it. Well, they say that it? if you take a bullet, a knife, a spear, whatever your implement is, and you dip it in white ash then it might kill the skinwalker. I've actually heard something about that, like white ash. So that, It's supposed to be like purifying or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So that is supposedly, per the lore, the only way to possibly, maybe, kill a skinwalker. Well, so you're going to hang your survival on maybe? <laughs> right? Yeah, I just, hope this works. I'm going to take my... My magazine, I'm going to dip all dip 17 bullets on white bash. Let's do it. It might kill him. It might. If it doesn't, we're going to get our heads ripped off and our anuses ripped out. That sounds very unpleasant. What a very I don't want to die by my anus getting ripped out. Like that horse guy who decided to bang the horse. Oh, yeah. I remember hearing about that. He got that. his anus ripped out. Uh-huh. That's not how I want to go. What did he think was going to happen there? He's an idiot. Oh, well, obviously. I mean, rest in peace, but still, <laughs> that was a really stupid thing to do. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Like, yeah. I mean. Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Like, that's not built for that. No. No. Nope. But, but yeah. Uh, Skinwalkers, so, I don't want to mess with them. Yeah, I, I, and I, see, because I used to think, when we first started this podcast almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. I thought that skinwalkers and wendigos were the same thing. I did, too. They sound very similar. And if you had asked me, I would have thought, oh, well, just different name for the same thing. And it's not the same thing. Wendigo is basically just animalistic compared to skinwalkers. Yeah, skinwalkers. But these, the one you're talking about here on Skinwalker Ranch, they sound animalistic, right? Killing and eating cows and stuff. Well, they think the cow mutilations might be more UFO related. Okay, that makes sense. And the voice that he thinks he heard might have been a skinwalker. That's what he thinks. So Unless skinwalkers are aliens, tall grays. Oh. Right? Maybe. I mean, how far out of the possibilities would it be for an alien to have all this technology? They have an exoskeleton that they can scan stuff, and, and the exoskeleton reflects that back and mimics it. 
So he looks like a wolf now. He looks like a bear now. He looks like a human. Yeah. And changing your voice isn't that hard. We can do that now. We have modulators on my computer that can make me sound like a whatever I want. Right. right? Yeah. So that's not out of the possibility. That's true. I mean, if you're... I mean, and I if guess aliens are millions of years ahead of us, you know. Yeah. That's ancient to them. And we're just dumb primates. Yeah. Maybe. Makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, I I would... Yeah, because, I mean, it's just another one of those things where you're, if you're talking paranormal, we have very little evidence to back anything up. And and yeah. and that's what kind of makes it fun. But at the same time, if you're a truth seeker, you want the answer. Like, what is this? How, you know... Yeah. I mean, but that goes along with almost any cryptid, you know. I I feel like, though, if, if we did meet aliens and they sat us down and opened up their suitcase, they're like, here's all of our technology we've been using against you. We could line up the dots, right, and be like, oh, that makes sense. Right. This makes sense, you know. You use that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amelia Earhart, you use that on her. Okay. Gosh, I'm so stupid. There's no ghost. You were doing this this whole time, right? Right. I mean, if that's what they wanted to do. That'd be awesome. We'd have all of our answers. It would feel very cheap. It would, but at it least would it, would, feel very cheap. it would answer our questions, right? <laughs> it would. I mean, yeah, I mean, if that was the 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 base explain it all, yeah. Right. I mean, uh, it'd be cool if it was like the one rogue cool alien who decides he likes the humans, and he's just like, I'm going to let him in on all of our secrets, man. Listen, we were just messing with you this whole time, guys. What's that, what's that one movie? What's it called? Is where, it Paul? Uh, where uh, they meet the cool alien? Oh, no. Uh, Cabin Fever, where they're oh. like setting people up and they oh, like... Yeah. That's uh, Cabin in the Woods. Cabin in the Woods, yeah. yeah. And they're like just releasing things. Yes. Just that's what it would be like. Right. Yep. It'd be galactic Cabin in the Woods. And then we find out this whole time they've been messing with us, you yeah. know? And it's essentially what it would be. Yep. I, and I, I, would very, I would feel very cheap. Like, oh. What if we're a science experiment to them? There is a theory like we do to that. rats. There is a theory to that. Yeah. That, that basically we're transplanted something and these aliens are just... It's like an ant farm. They're injecting some things into people. Yeah. That would explain why some people get cancer, some people don't, right? Well, it would explain also, well, the uh, random pieces of metal they find in people. Yeah. Memory loss, uh like literally everything. Time loss or lost time. Different types of diseases and all that. It's all experiments, man. Yeah. I'm thinking far out here. I'm not even smoking weed. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm thinking of all this stuff. He's high on life. I'm high on life. That is a that is a popular appear, uh, uh, theory about theory. UFOs, and we're just an experiment. But um, I, I would feel very cheap, and I um, yeah. But sometimes the easiest answer is the one right, or the true answer is the one right in front of you. That's true. I just right? I just don't. It sounds almost like that guy on that. Alien show on History Channel. Aliens, you know, the big hair. Oh, where, George like, everything's Sal- Sal- Salukas, yeah. whatever. Yeah, everything's aliens. And I'm like, eh. I, I, I think there is something. Okay, I do think that there's the ghosts. And I think there are some cryptids out there, which I think are more, nothing more than just animals we haven't really been able to identify. Right. Right, like like Bigfoot or whatever. Um, in the case of Skinwalkers and, and like Wendigos, I think... for. Like, there's uh, one video I saw, and I'm, again, off topic, kind of, sort of, but not really. 
where this guy was explaining on a TikTok video that possibly at one like at one time, according to Native American legend, like Wendigos and skinwalkers were as common as anything. And then the settlers come from Europe and they start reporting similar sightings of Wendigos and stuff like that, right? They report it all the time. There's this weird thing. He's got this, he looks like a zombified or this mutilated, decaying moose or something right. here. And it's making weird sounds and it's talking like, you know, Margaret over here and calling my name. Like, they start reporting that. Well, then as the settlers become more industrialized and they start to expand out, less and less sightings take place. But there are hundreds of unsolved missing person cases that happen in national parks every single year. Roanoke Island. Roanoke is a, I think that's a perfect one. Yeah. But there are hundreds of these missing persons throughout the country Mm -hmm. in national parks. Why? True. So some people... I mean, they most likely fall... And break their hip and get eaten by wolves, most likely. Most likely. But yeah. like when they do the search parties and like the aerial canvases and all this, they pick up nothing. Right. And you have literally hundreds of these that, I mean, not that the hundreds are happening every year, but you have uh, dozens that happen every year. Right. And the cases have now mounted into the hundreds over the course of the last 20 years. Why? Yeah. Like but, that's, that's, I mean, if that's you look at lot. it this way, if you're talking about search parties and stuff, I mean, something happens brutal to, mm-hmm. to us. Um, somebody falls off a cliff and breaks their hip. Uh, coyotes come and pick them apart. Yeah, it's brutal, but nature nature washes it away like it never happened. Yeah, there's not going to be any trace of it. I think that there's, but for it to be in the hundreds like that, that's yeah. that's a really high count. But sometimes people, uh, this is dark, but sometimes people will go to the woods with the intention of getting lost. They just want to kill true. themselves. They want to jump in the river and die. Like that happens a lot, dude. Uh, what is it that um, that mountain in Japan? People go. Oh yeah, the, it's the that suicide ever. mountain. Yeah, that Logan Paul got in trouble. Yeah, that was just the start of all that. Yeah. Now we're here with Jake Paul fighting. Right. Yeah. But yeah, people do that. I mean, what other way to kill yourself than go in nature? You're not bothering anybody. Nobody has to clean up after you. Right. It's dark and it's sad, but it's it's real. Mm-hmm. You know. It's like that Jeff Buckley, the musician, just oh, yeah. walked out into the ocean and never came back. Yep. So, pocket full of rocks, right? So yeah, I don't know. If you're looking at six billion, seven billion people now in the world, and there's hundreds of them in the national parks, that's a very small number of people. But it, it's just one of those cases, like, and and I'll and and I plan on doing an episode about the national park disappearances yeah. because that is a. That's a pretty interesting story in itself. How many of those people told their lo- the first? They say the first thing you do before you go camping or hiking is tell someone where you'll be. How many of those people didn't tell anybody, right? Then you know there's a sign there. Right. And, I, and then I'm sure there are some, but I don't think right. it's all because, I mean, there are people that have, were camping. They found, like, abandoned campsites. Like well, it was like last night. Sites. I was going fishing at night. I called my dad and said, hey, we're going fishing just to let him know if we don't come back, you know. That's what you do. Right. So, no, I agree. Yeah, and somebody who's preparing to kill himself is not going to do that. Well, no. So, I keep kicking this thing. It's annoying. But um, but yeah, I think that I think the the story of the Skinwalker is interesting. I don't personally believe in the Skinwalker myself. Uh, and normally, I don't give out my own personal verdict on the paranormal stuff because I I want you guys to interpret. It seems but, like a lot has to happen. 
right. to create the Skinwalker. And for right? me, it's just another legend, yeah. uh, like like a like a magical mystical a wives' tale, right? And like, like don't the, go out in the woods, kids. Like the Wendigo, I, I'm not like I think the theories behind the Wendigo, like you know maybe they're behind the disappearances in the national parks and stuff. Like that's an interesting theory. It is. Um, do I personally believe in the Wendigo? Mm. There are some predators out there, though, that you would not believe. Right. Right? And there are animals out there that look all cute and innocent. And they will mess you up. And they up. will mess you up. Mm-hmm. Like the honey badger. Oh, yeah. It's adorable. Dude, I love... It will destroy you. You got to see the funniest commercial. It's for Grip Six Belts. Mm. And it there's literally the commercial, and it centers around a honey badger. I think I might have seen Hilarious. it. Hilarious. Right. Hilarious. I... I I can watch that commercial a hundred times and still laugh. They're cute, but man. That cute, cuddly mud puppy will mess you up. It's like Far Cry 4. It teaches you honey badgers Mm -hmm. are tough, dude. Oh, yeah. But there's a Uh, lot of predators like that. Oh, Far Cry 5, they got them in there, too. And that's the thing. The honey badger is not even considered a predator to us. He's just an aggressive little thing. Yeah, he's don't mess with me, right? But now we're talking about... You know, wolverines and wolves and all kinds of bears. Yeah, because like a lot of people go, oh, it's a bear. He's so cute, cuddly. And they look cute and cuddly until they slap you with those, you know, big old paws and rip you to shreds. Snakes. Mm -hmm. You know, even a moose will kill you. So will bison. Yeah. You see that bison? What was it? Uh, About two years ago, that bison flipped that eight year old girl through the air because she thought he was. They'll straight up kill you, dude. Like, oh, it's. He's like a cow. He's not like a Hippopotamuses cow. Hippopotamuses will f- will break your back in their mouth. You I, know, they'll ram you to death. Hippos kill more people every year than sharks. Yeah, I think they say they're dangerous and they're vegetarians. So I think that with all these predators out there, skinwalkers and the occasional wendigo is the least of our worries. I agree. If they exist, right? If they exist, yeah. I, and I put a really big if on that. Right. One. You're more likely to get bit by a snake or you know a big bird could kill you if it wanted to i've seen more ticks on me this year than at any yeah previous point i i think you know starvation and heat will kill you mm-hmm. so yeah i'm not personally worried about the wendigo and the yeah. skinwalker i think i i didn't think it was fine a, a, a fun topic to bring up and 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 for more if nothing else just an educational thing because like i said two years ago if you'd said skinwalker and wendigo in the same sentence oh you yeah, know it's what the same thing why would you say that here's another interesting thing Something that skinwalkers and wendigos all have in common is they're all out there mm-hmm. in the woods. Mm-hmm. So it's like humans societize and, and gravitate together into their camps so that they can not only centralize resources, but fight off predators, push them back into the woods. All right. Maybe the wendigo and the skinwalker is just a tail to get those loose cannons to stay within society. Don't go out there. We saw them and we fought them off. You're going to die. Stay here in the city, in the settlement. Well, you I mean, know? Just like we said, I mean, I think, I think for more, for, for principle, I think the Wendigo and, and the Skinwalker more serve as a cautionary tale. That's what it feels like to me. As, I mean, it's like the boogeyman or, you know, you tell your kids about, you know, whatever, and it's just... M- Letting them know in a fairy tale right. sort of way that hey, this is the danger that lurks if you're not careful and you aren't, 
you know, you don't have your guard up. Kids don't listen. Oh, no, they and don't. And sometimes you have to scare the snot out of them to get them to listen. I have three. They don't. They're, you it, have to hit them hard with, not hit them, but you know what I mean. Well, sometimes you got to hit them. Hit them hard with information. You got to hit them with a frying pan. Right. No, but you have to get them listening by scaring them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hey, you'll fall in and drown if you don't be careful. Right. Oh, yeah. That'll scare a kid. They won't do it. Right. So. Oh, yeah. And I and that's I think that's what Skinwalker tales and Wendigo tales are is are don't let yourself be corrupted with you know your evil intent. Yeah. You know, don't listen to that dark. Or voice. don't go in the woods. It no, could be that too. Don't go in the woods. <laughs> right. Don't murder and eat people. Right. It's that simple. Don't murder. Exactly. Him. Don't you eat him. Yep. Don't pull your sister's hair. That's right. <laughs> what a line of sentences. Mm, don't yep. eat him. Don't pull your sister's hair. So yeah. It reminds me of, uh, is it Happy? No, Big Daddy. She's like, she's dating the old guy. She's like, oh, he's yeah. like a father figure. And I just find that attractive. He's like, what, do you want a father figure? Stop pulling your sister's hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his old balls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. Well, well I think that's all I really have on the skinwalker. Yeah. I know it doesn't seem like there was a lot there, I think, but um, really the goal was today was to just explain him and understand it. Then, you know, some deep dive into native American lore and, right. and it's an interesting topic. Yeah. I mean, I don't, like I said, I, I, I find it to be a, a really cool tale about Navajo culture and, you know, their, um, and their legends and stuff. And, you know, those are always cool. Right. So thanks for listening. Um, real quick before we go, um, I got moved to days next week, and I got to work 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, so there's a good chance that unless we can do something, figure out something, I we might be dark next week. I'm going to try to do like a mini-sode to release on Facebook and YouTube and do it that Next way. Next week is a holiday anyway, so that's right. It is. Yeah, we're we're probably just going to take the day off anyway. So, um, but I but it'll be hard for me to get in at all through the week. So I'll try to do a mini sode. I got a couple ideas of what I want to do, um, but we'll go from there. Because um, I don't after last month's just what we had one episode for the month of May. Right. I don't want to do that again. So like I said, if we'll we'll put out like a little mini sode. And you know, make it like a little fifteen or twenty minute. But here's topic. this: if you're just now new to listening, we have an entire back catalog you can go through and listen to. Yeah, we got almost. We've got hours and hours upon content now. Yeah. So and, and we've also got the '90s nostalgia podcast you can listen to. That's right. So, but with that said, I hope you guys really enjoyed today's podcast on the Skinwalkers and the little tidbits about Wendigo. Um, and we will definitely be back in the studio in two weeks if I don't come back next week with the mini-sode. Right. So thanks for listening. Have a happy 4th of July. Don't blow don't, your hand off. Yeah. Don't burn your hand off, and don't forget the prices that were paid for you to live in this country. That's right. Right? So everybody, enjoy your holiday. Be safe, and we'll see you later.